Hi there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you for episode 181. Uh, we're going to call this Don't Fish, Don't Boat. I'm here with Jenna Kelly. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're, uh, the, I call it Don't Fish, Don't Boat because of the what people ask all the time when they come in here. It's, uh, when they find out if I'm visiting someplace else, they just have an idea what you know what, what it's the like, keys are like, what the keys are like, okay. and um, we're we're going to probably delve into the differences, the difference in characters of the keys, and and the kind of different concerns and issues people have in different areas of the keys. Um, we have. Um, well, this is like locals' point of view. Yeah, yeah, from the locals' point of view, and then and obviously people have their own impressions of what it's like, uh, what it would be like to live down here. Uh, the the weird thing. Uh, some people uh, react to is when people say, oh, you must do a lot of fishing or boating or diving. Right. And, um, and I go, don't fish, don't boat. And then it's like that song by, uh, is that a man? Is it? Adam Ant, don't, don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? Don't drink, smoke, smoke. What do you, subtle, and, uh, yeah, don't fish, don't boat, don't dive. Uh, I do like swimming. I like the water. I do like the water. Okay. Um, People say, and I love, I like fish. Uh, I, I just, uh, I just don't have that affinity for going out on the water and you know, dropping a line in there and just waiting around. I used to do it when I was younger. I used to love it. Uh, if I'm on the water, I, I, I drink. I don't want to. It's like golfing. Yeah. I think when I go out golfing, I'm hit, here to hit the ball, have a couple laughs. When people get too fucking serious about the golfing. Then, See, that's right, because a lot of people go out golfing just so they can, like, drink and um, have the, like, golf cart, play around in the golf cart, drive around the golf yeah, cart. Yeah, I used to get in trouble, you know, jousting yeah. and shit like that with it. And then there's, like, it. the mobile golf cart bartender. That's usually, awesome, that, too. Like, flies around, chases you down, and makes your drinks for mm-hmm. you. Like, a lot of people just love golfing because of the atmosphere. Yeah, I'm it, always fucking around when I'm on a, on a golf course. Yeah. Um, but then there's people that get real serious about it. Yeah. Just like on a, when you're fishing, you know, they do... Um, you know, I, I just want to drink. I don't want to, you know, have to watch someone's line or do anything. I'm just there watching. I'm watching the water. I'm, I'm, I enjoy it. I enjoy uh, Just because I don't fish or boat or dive doesn't mean I don't enjoy I Because I've been on a, um, a hookah dive where you use hookah. the hookah. I have one in the shed. Or, no, with a hooker. A, a hookah. No, I was with a hooker. A hooker. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Hookah. 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 Which hookah. people, it's, of course, it's not the standard hookah that you just, you know, fill up with your funky tobaccos and sit Mm-mm. in your living room and smoke it. This is, it's a, instead of having Compressed a dive air, right? on your back, yeah. like most scuba divers that you would see in, in the images, photos, yeah. videos, if you leave your tanks on the boat and you have a very, very long line. Yeah, and you don't have to use, you don't have to worry about decompression or something no, like that. No, it's, well, you would never hookah that deep. Yeah, you know, hookah is great for like lobstering. No, it's great. Yeah. Well, especially here where you have it near coastal waters. Here, the, uh, most of the places are, are no more than eight feet deep, ten, uh, yeah. twelve feet Safe, deep. You could, you safely could. hookah, you know, probably to twenty twenty five yeah. feet if you wanted to. Yeah, and they but. did it. The the sponge guys always did that, and all yeah. they that's um, what they used instead of dealing with tanks, and right. it's easier. And they even have backup. The backups they had a hand. Um, you could actually compress air for someone the old style was oh yeah they used air they used to crank it even. they used to hand crank it yeah. before they had that and um yeah the, ah, you didn't have to really 
if it started running out, you just popped up and you right. only had, you know, at most you were down 20 deep. feet. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I love, I, don't get me wrong. I do love being, I, I do like getting on a boat. I could never imagine, unless there was a time I could just buy a boat and it's getting that, that chapter is closing unless we, <laughs> something drastically happens here where I could just get a boat, have someone take care of it and take it out. Even then, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be the guy that guy that grounds the boat. But I, you know what? Oh, I'm right the down. guy. I am the guy. Do all you do? Tell me where the channel markers are. Where do I have to stay on the channel markers? And I'll be fine. I can read charts and stuff like that. I'll pay attention to the uh, the tides and all that stuff. <laughs> and yeah, it's not. But some people just seem. I I when I lived on the um, moved down here twelve um, years ago. There was a guy, he acted like he, he had a trawler, and he acted like he knew all this shit about diving and fishing. And I remember a couple uh, months after being down here, I noticed boat was gone. And I seen him at the um, pilot house bar, because I was staying at the pilot house marina here yeah. in Key Largo. Um, and I said, what's going on? And he goes, oh, me and the wife and some friends were out, and we hit a rock. I said, a rock? You know, that's... You mean that's a navigation? It's near channel and stuff. Well, you know, we misread, and I go, "You, you said you're, you know, all this stuff here. You took your, he took his keel out when he, uh, when he which is rock. easy to do, yeah." Well, now I own a trawler, mm -hmm. so I will tell you that it doesn't have the same kind of keel that a sailboat yeah. does, where it sticks way down yeah. deep. It's, um, it just looks like a regular V-bottom boat, mm -hmm. but the keel line is concrete filled and yeah. there are some that are lead filled so and it's just because trawlers are like big they yeah. kind of look like um i mean technically they're a yacht yeah but it just looks like a really big cabin boat not a houseboat but a cabin boat yeah and if, if you were to try to pass a trawler over our reef line you would really have to know how to read your gps properly and know those reefs because the coral heads some of them are well, this is when he was coming in right this is when he was coming in, Into coming the out, channel? coming out, coming out, or you know what I mean, coming it uh, out into the um, coming into the reef area or something. He wasn't even going. He was. They were. There was. They weren't going to go to the reef. They were going to go outside to go fishing. Okay. Outside the reef, and they they didn't make it much farther because it's near. Where's the Where's the canal that comes out near? Is that Port Largo? Well, Port Largo has um, the canal. Does have a, well, no. I mean, you, if you are on that, there's no cut from one side to the no, other. No, not the cut. They came out of Pilot House. Uh, so if you go out of Pilot House, yes, you're going to be near Port Largo. Port Largo. Yep. And they came out there, and there's a rock out there. there is, there's multiple rocks out there. Uh, well, I mean, the, the big one, I guess. Yep, right they at hit the inlet. The, yep, yep, right at the inlet. Yep. And that's where he hit it. And then I'm looking, and I go, if, if, if I ever thought, if I ever made mistakes in my life, do, if you ever made a stupid mistake, like drive too close to a... Um, a gas uh, 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 gas pump and hit your mirror or scrape. If you ever make mistakes, or you're a person and everyone makes a mistake, you figure you keep your mouth shut. But something about boat captains, they just love to brag about how great a captain some of them are. I mean, there's one guy who was working for a friend of ours who does um, the leisure area uh, pool area and there's one guy 
was a, I mean, this guy you're not talking to currently, but he worked for him and he was a boat captain. He's now he's not a boat captain. I imagine he did something that he lost his license, maybe. Okay. But he used to talk all the time about surfing a boat back on a wave. Mm. You know, and he said how how expert he was at doing this. Yeah. And how you know great, but what screwed up was that he was he he was surfing his car under the influence of 12 you know 12 bottles of beer and a couple of bourbons and a police officer caught him on that wave uh, and now he lost the ability to surf boats right back in he just said was that I guess it's a thing they do to show off I mean I've I've sit um, I I see a lot of safe boaters I see them when they slow down they go to the um, the idle speeds that you're supposed to, so you don't cause a wake. Absolutely. And you would know that in if you watch Caddyshack. Right? <laughs> I well, totally did watch Caddyshack. Caddyshack, yes. We'll read that um, in the next episode. <laughs> we'll have a, a dedication, maybe. We need I want to read that. I want to read that when we get on the trawler and do our first episode. Right. <laughs> I actually need to watch the movie first because I think I've seen it. I remember the gopher things, yeah. but I think I was really little. So, so what, we, what was the point I was well, talking about? you were talking about the boat captains and how surprising... How so good uh, some of them are knowing what to do when they're safe. And they're, and they're and just so many of them, when you go out, they don't screw around. They do... They, right. Everything's by the book, and they do it. Always admirable. Taking responsibility for your charges, which is the people on your boat. And then... Every so often, I was at uh, the Mandalay when it was still open before Irma, yep. having a beer, and some guy comes in on, it's got to be close to 50 foot, uh, a boat coming in big, uh, right into the, uh, next to the Mandalay, the, uh, what's the name of the uh, well, uh, condos the, there, the condos oh, right condos south of it, you okay. know that condo thing? Yeah. Okay. Shoot. I, I forgot the name. I used to do a lot of business in there with um. the, when they rented babies. Um, <laughs> and uh, the guy came in. He was doing 25 knots within 50 yards coming in. Wow, that's yeah, I know. And there was, there was yeah. And he, was, and he, 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 he cut the engines uh, maybe about 25, 30 yards out. And they slow down pretty quick. Yeah. Especially when he, he's up on plane and then when it drops down. But, but I the mean, wake that they leave is insane. It was. Yeah. It was crazy coming in. And and he just, you know, kind of, I guess it's impressive him knowing it. But what really people stood out is that everyone just, like, forget. They forgot about his expertise and they thought, wow. What an asshole. You're a dick. Yeah. Yep. You're a fucking dick for Absolutely, doing stuff like because that. because so many people here, we boat everywhere. Yeah. Like, my, I have one boat right here sitting in the water. And I'll take that boat to go to dinner or go wherever, mm -hmm. visit friends, other people that live on the water. And if someone were to fly through this canal with a wig, it's going to smash all of our boats up against the dock. Yeah, and, 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 and you, no matter if you got no, your bumpers there and no all of that. There's no need for that. There's no need no, for that. No, no, even that. Even, it's even, disrespectful. Yeah, it's wrong to do that. And if someone was boarding, it's safety issue. If someone's doing something to their boat. Right. If they're, let's say they're painting. Let's say they're doing something and they're in between the boat and the dock. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, typically you would never put yourself in that situation. No, 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 but, no. Yeah. But normally you, 
you got to prepare for almost any situation, right? You have to just, I mean, if there's, if it's an idol, no way it's own. You have an idol, no way. It's there for a reason. It's for not, exactly. not, it's not yeah, damaging the boats, the lines, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a safe harbor. You're, you know, you're, you have it, you have it in here. You got your boat tied up. You don't have to worry about anything going on. I mean, uh, now I'm a massive like boating household, and I obviously I'm a boat dealer, so I deal with boats. Yeah. Yeah. Every day, every day, all yeah. day long. And this is look when we're looking at my my husband's mm -hmm. pursuit, which is sitting in the, in the water right next to us right yeah. now. Uh, but we also have a 17 foot boat, which is out front mm -hmm. on the trailer, and then we also have a, a 36 foot trailer, yeah. which is the yacht, which is out. A three boat household. We have three boats. Well, I jointly own the trailer with Damon. So and Damon's been a frequent guest on the podcast. So Damon and I both own it, and then. Partner well, and my I'd still can. I don't care if you had it with three people. It's we, still a three boat house. But it's, you have yeah, access to three boats. We we have three boats. So yeah, we, and, yeah. and they have three boats. Yeah. So therefore, Holy shit. between the two households, we have five boats total. So if I'm sitting, I can, if I'm sitting with you guys, it's that between all these three households, there's two, five boats. Two households, there's, five boats. And it's yes. no three. I mean, three so of us. Three, yes, three, three households, households, five boats. boats and one of them has no boat, <laughs> which I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, I could take you out for a boat ride if you want. Oh, I love going out. I do love going out. Um, um, but um, I, I really like to dick around, like just drink. And when I'm out on there, and just, I just, just and at the cool. end, and you know, at the end, I do like to help clean up and do that stuff and provide gas, obviously, and bring booze, <laughs> beer and do all that stuff. But I'm usually really not helpful and stuff like that with it. And I was, I was in the uh, during college in the Naval Reserve, right? And then we had to do sail training. We had to do all the knot tying and stuff. Um, with my left right confusion, I suck at knot tying uh, and um, tying off. I do. Um, it's I guess it's a form of dyslexia, or maybe I am uh, learning disabled some way. Uh, but yeah, I always I never write with your left hand, or I'm sorry, with your right hand at all. Yeah, I can write. I can write with my with right both hand. Hands. Well, it looks like a six-year-old's writing when I write. <laughs> I'm gonna say because I can write with either hand. No, I can't. So, I can't. But, so I can, I I'm, I'm pretty ambidextrous right. when it comes to things like when I'm playing tennis. I can throw a racket to my right hand and do things and catch yeah. catch things really well with my right hand. But I've never spent. Since my, I've never had a, I, I never had a problem with my left, so I always right. favored my well, left. Of course, Jim is a left-handed person. Yes. So I, you know, I usually write with my right hand, mm -hmm. but if I play tennis, I can do either. Yeah. If I um, golf, I'm left-handed. Um, I can bat left or right. Well, so I can really bat bad. left or right, so but I mean, I'm bad out. left or right too, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've gotten better. Because of focus, See, I did were... some at one time. I took, um, I had to take uh, for my job. I was taking this thing called Mode Alert, and it's um, it's not speed. It's not addictive, <laughs> but what it does caffeine, is probably. what caffeine probably. No caffeine. This is what's better than caffeine. This uh, does focus. Ah. This does focus, and so once you like get focused, like, yeah, yeah. Well, once I got something like that, holy crap! I was like, uh, have you ever seen the movie Charlie? It was a guy who was mentally handicapped, and he gave no. his medicine, and he turned into a genius. Once I had one of that, those things, my skill level went in almost all things. Shooting, tennis, pool, went way up. There's so many 
things that happen. But we're still, we, we, we do stray, and if you do listen to the show, we do stray from the subjects a lot, which is not a crime. So we, we got through the boating part. I, 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 Although, I would like to bring up that if what? you were a little bit more maritime savvy, you wouldn't have a problem with your left and right because you would call it port and starboard, and that's what solved my problem. I'm pretty good with that. That's all I think about. Because port, I just laughed at port. Starboard's a longer one, right? And right is it spelled more difficult. You have to think more for starboard. Well, here's the thing. Left is four letters. Yeah, port port. is four letters. Oh, yeah, this is right. And left is my favorite one. Favorite one is always that. What marching was a fucking nightmare for me. (laughs) Left, right, left, right. I'm like, oh, what? what?" I mean, your your dominant side. I said, not my dominant side, you motherfucker. (laughs) You know, but um, you'll actually notice too. Well, not lately because it's been light yeah. out. When you if I was your, in the if I was in the if I was in gunnery, I would probably sank a bunch of ships. Do you realize that I have port and starboard lights in the front of my house? No, I did not know. So when you leave tonight, you'll have oh, to are the colors. Oh, here I have the red the light and the in green the, light yes. for the port and starboard when you pull into the house. So it's just, but then again, I am married to a master captain. Yeah. So he is. I think that's. I remember I used a Loran. Uh, we tried to do a little uh, sexton with that. Uh, not sexting. Sextant. Sextant. Yes. Uh, but um, uh, Loran was long-range radio navigating where you get coordinates, and you would plot them on a, on a map, and, and every 20 minutes when you're sailing, yes. you would just track your course, mm-hmm. and then you could get... You know, you you'd, you'd be it, it's pretty good with a couple hundred, couple hundred meters, which is good. Yeah. And then when you get within your wherever your destination is, you're going to get navigational buoys and all, all that stuff. Where you're going to see, you know. I like like I have a friend Casey, yeah, and he is a professional sailor. Mm-hmm. I mean, people hire him. He goes all he just spent five months, I believe, in Belize, yeah, working directly for a unbelievable. <laughs> a very yes, wealthy geez. person yeah. who has him captain his vessel. Like so, a lot of the, a lot of the real, real big sailboats, real expensive ones. I noticed the people, these, and it's the same thing for the big yachts. They the do that. that. I when them, I was in people that own them. When I did my them. sail training, uh, there was a guy, a wealthy businessman from Chicago. When we were up in Newport, Rhode Island, there was this. Um, I guess it was hundred foot. Yacht, motor yacht, yep. and he had a captain, first mate, uh, a, a cook, and a steward. Yeah. And um, the um, the uh, I mean, it's normally like boyfriend girlfriend thing the way they pair up. Like the first mate's girlfriend's the steward, and the captain's uh, uh, girlfriend could be the uh, cook, cook right. and all that stuff, yep. or something like that, whatever. And they go and take it around, and they handle all that stuff. Yeah. And but they, they bring in, go and they live on. The and they bring yards. a couple, and they bring a couple other people, a crewmen on there for yeah. them. And depending, depending on the size of the ship, depending depends on how many mates you actually are required yeah. to have, because you have to be able to dock them safely. Yeah. So you have to have enough people. Yeah, I think for a hundred foot, you need to have at least six. I believe you have to have four mates. I believe you have to have two for a hundred foot. Well, I mean, mates. well. Really? Just two? I believe two? so, because you have to have one for, That's the, it? for the bow and the stern. That's all you need? I believe so. Okay. That's what's required. Okay, I just thought, course, I thought... A mate is somebody who's helping you operate the vessel, not somebody... No, I know, but I know that someone is access to steward can do something like that, too. They can jump over and, and send a, a, you know, they can send out a spring line to them and stuff like that. You train them to do that. You have to, you, there are so many different requirements, and a lot of those captains used to be mates. Yeah. Because you have to have a certain amount of time on the water accredited time on the water yep. 
and the owner of the vessel or the captain of the vessel has to sign off on your hours. Yeah. So and that's what my husband has had to do because he was a mate for years on a parasail boat. But then when he went through the steps to get his actual U.S. Coast Guard mm -hmm. accredited captain's license, which is cool, it looks like a passport. Yep. He had to have all kinds of sea time signed off on for other different captains. And they even have those captains, you have to record their U.S. Coast Guard number to prove that you were on a boat with an accredited captain. Yeah, you got to so, log that stuff. Yeah. I know that. Yep. Yeah. It's just like flying. Yeah. It's cool, though. It's They're really flying. interesting. I mean, I guess if you're the guy that makes the coffee, you're the coffee mate. Yeah. But see, now I am not an accredited You didn't like captain. that one, coffee mate? That's a non-dairy creamer. <laughs> I just plugged that one. Maybe I'm the, sorry. I'm sorry, Christy, if you get this one. <laughs> not one of the people. One of the products we uh, endorse, but and it is lame. But no one's going to be offended by it. It's not a good thing. <laughs> no one, no one can be. No one. Well, maybe it can be yeah, somebody. Unless, I'm the guy that's in charge of coffee on a boat. I don't want to be called the coffee mate. <laughs> I'm going to call Papa the coffee. Yeah, mate yeah. Now. Oh, okay. So since we're on this, and I don't make the ham-handed change, but we are going to do it. Um, uh, so the reasons why I'm not a boater and fisher. I know the other thing yeah, with well, fishing. I don't. I don't feel. I feel I'm inconveniencing the goddamn fish. By pulling them out, like people say, oh, they fucking enjoy it. Yeah, being pulled out, it yanked out. Of it. Imagine if you're a person and you got yanked, yanked all what? Well, not just out of out of your environment and pulled into some conveyance. With a hook in your face. Yeah, and then they, they got to you, you you're you're startled and you got to take it out and you throw them back in. You're in shock for a while and stuff like that. So I'm I I don't get sport fishing and stuff like that. It's kind of for me, and it I'm pissing off. A, I know demographically there's fishing shows we're not a fucking fishing show we are not I'll we're not a fishing show we'll have people on there I have friends that are fishermen and stuff like that and I do understand that I just I mean the, the way the uh, these differences we have are the variety of life that's you know just what makes I can do is I can talk to my really good friends George and yeah. Lane so anybody out there that is interested in fishing shows if you ever watch the Discovery Show yeah. Fish Guys well, they got on the network we're going to be on. On oh, we're on Keys Forty Three. Uh huh. There's uh, a couple. Uh, there's at least one fishing show, oh. and there's a uh, they do a production for a video one too, a fishing show. Cool. Out of uh, based out of our Morata uh, Fish Guides, and oh, it's, and it's beautiful. Well, a beautiful fish show. Guys, fish Guys is based out of here, and that would be Lane Goodwin and George Clark. So they're on the Discovery Channel on Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah? And oh, it's in Jeremy. Guy Jeremy's on there, too? Jeremy isn't on Fish Guys. Okay. But um, but fish it's Fish Guys with a Z. It's, like I said, on Discovery Channel. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're sponsored by Wellcraft, which, of course, I'm the Wellcraft dealer. We're the supply dealer for their yeah. boats. So they use our boats, and they do their recordings, their shows, and we give them all kinds of good deals as much as we possibly can. Um, but I, I'd be George, willing to learn more about boats if Wellcraft... Would like to throw us some. Do you remember when Lissa was on and talked about washing the guinea pig? I thought with, when with she started, and the first time when she talked about washing the guinea pig, yes. I thought she was talking about washing her lady parts. No, well, it was actually. And she the, used the vagina soap. Her daughter used the, the vagina, vagina soap, soap to wash the guinea pig. Yeah. That was Lane Goodwin's guinea pig. Oh, Because okay. he, his wife and his family were out of town, Lissa and her daughter were pig sitting. And before they oh, so when he got the pig, a fresh-smelling so, vagina. So he had a fresh-smelling guinea pig. Fresh, yeah. That smelled like a 
fresh smelling vagina that's when great. he returned home from his vacation. Well, but these are the people. So if you that's ever did key, one, that's Key Largo. This is Key Largo. This is yes. So yes. the nature of so we're, we're the segue. This perfect the segueing that we're going into. We're talking about Key Largo. Uh, we you've heard us talk about Key Largo so much about the things that happen diving, fishing. Diving is really good because of all the reefs we have here. I well, mean, fishing's great, too. We have the third largest barrier reef in the world. Yes. Which is, between, depending Keep on, on where you about. are down the Keys, yeah. is between two and a half to three and a half miles offshore. And basically, it's called a patch reef. It's not like it's just one big, long line of rocks. Just like the Keys are not just one big, long line of rocks, because we're an archipelago, which means hundreds of millions of years ago, we used to be a patch reef ourselves. So therefore, we have a string of islands, which has turned into 43 different keys. So when you're out on the reef fishing, yes. which is the current live reef, there's patch reefs, which have coral heads that stick out. Those are the things that people will hit. They have to know where the passageways are through those reef heads before they can go outside the reef to go offshore fishing for dolphin, marlin, swordfish, things like that, mm -hmm. right? But when you're inside the reef, you don't have, it, it, the, the reef acts like a wave break. That's why we have no beaches in the Keys. The only place we have beaches is where there is a break in the patch reef. Like Sombrero Beach. Sombrero Beach, Cocoa Beach, all the way down. And then of course you get to Key West and they have, um, oh gosh, what is that one called? Oh, I will. Harry, Harry, yeah, I can't remember what it's called. But Key West has a yeah. beach as well. Yeah. So we have very little beaches because beaches are created by surf. We don't have any surf or very, very little mm -hmm. because we have... When we do have surf, that something's going down really big. Well, if we have surf, it's a hurricane Yeah, because <laughs> it takes that much to put the water over the yes. top of the reef heads. But as you were talking about navigation before, if they don't know where those coral heads start and stop, that person should not be trying to pass over the reef. That is why we have lighthouses. Yes. Because, of course, back before we had Garmin and GPS, those sailors could not tell where those coral heads were and they would run into them so we have carrie's fort reef yeah we are lighthouse reef lighthouse we have alligator reef lighthouse we have the key west lighthouse so those are all set out on the reef line to warn there, the there were there were scavengers uh people actually their business was yes. they were they moved the lights and the signals so uh freighters would um uh, uh, come across the reef. They would come out with and they, um, lighthouse ships. Yeah. And they would mask themselves up as, as a lighthouse and guide the ships into run aground. Yeah. So that they would, of course, pilfer and blend Yeah. Her. And that was a thing they did until probably the mid 1800s. So yes. the government, the U.S. government had it. And then, so after, I guess, right around the Civil War, there was a heavy presence down there. You couldn't fuck around then. Because the United States Navy was down here, and they didn't let that shit go on. Well, it's, Which it's I, a very long chain of islands. It's the other I know, but they were, around, they were around. I mean, to do it regularly, I think because of the presence they had here, because you got to think the Civil War, how big the Civil War was, and they, they, they the, 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 the North, established, the Union established themselves in Key West, big time. And the heavy um, presence, there was a blockade of almost all the southern states. They had... Um, Blockade runners. That's what Brett Butler was in Gone with the Wind. He was a mm. blockade runner. Uh, but there were smaller ships, fast ships that could get in there and stuff like that. Uh, but with these um, down in the Keys prior to um, uh, uh, the Civil War, there was all that shit going on. Because it was, you know what? If you have 
a limited ability to uh, some people found they could you know could fish you fish with how fishing was hard back in the 1800s because you had to get fish you had to salt it down because fish didn't have you didn't have the cooling systems to be able to keep fish so you, all the fish all fish had to be salted down that yes. was it that was it yep. um, I mean there could have been other processes I'm not familiar about but there was virtually no cooling system so in order to get something to market and and and, and your market was inland a lot of times because you could yeah and if you were near a big city yes there's enough people to eat fish there but if you really wanted to you get the fish inland that salted cod and things like that up actually yeah. that made New England uh, that that was a staple. So down here, when you had a another opportunity, and which was building a lighthouse on a ship, and then just getting a freighter and just coming and scavenging, well, they made a movie about it called uh, Shipping News. Did there, you ever see that? Many people that actually just moved to the Keys, and this is back before the railroad was mm -hmm. put up. Flagler's Railroad was, um, I believe, as maiden voyage on the rail railroad was nineteen twelve. The first trip. Close. To the US. Yep. Yep. And um, I read that book. There's a book. That, there's a book called uh, "Last Train to Paradise" or oh, something. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's oh, about cool. it was about the development of Flagler Railroad, See, and it I'm, ends and it ends with the Labor Day hurricane. Well, that of was nineteen thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. Right. So that was actually when the railroad. It ends at that. Was destroyed. Was touring up. But it didn't start operating until nineteen twelve. So from nineteen. 12 to 1935 is not a huge amount of time, but... Well, Key West was the largest city in Florida. Yes. Until... Because until 35, I think, until 35, 40. Because of that railroad, it brought industry, it brought everything, it was amazing. It, it, was, it was big. Actually, it was big well, before the railroad came. It was big came. before that, but it was only available to get to via ferry or ship. Exactly, so, yes. And then they had, um, they had to dredge out so much harbor to be able to get the ships in because this again this is this is old what we stand on right now yeah. the rocks that are under us are pieces of coral from millions of years ago I, I mean i could not fucking understand how they got that how they cleared that it's oh they had to use dynamite drilling and dynamite i mean i actually yeah. read about it there was like 15 or 19 depths i believe just from dynamiting and drilling the holes to actually break up the coral head rock yeah that we live on, that we're on right now, so that they could lay the railroad tracks. Because yeah. they can't, they have, if they're gonna go do an, any incline or decline, or any kind of um, variation, yeah. you you have to get them as slight as possible for incline, decline, which we don't have. I mean, we're pretty flat yeah. for the most part. But, you know, if you're gonna deal Like with a ballet dancer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I get that. I, hey, at least I didn't it, say a young girl or something like that. Well, Think about it, like a railroad, a piece of railroad, you know, like the actual... Like, a rail, one when, when like the rail tie. They don't bend. No. So the only variation you have is at the seam to the next one, and yeah. it can only be ever so slight so that it doesn't derail. So they had to try to make everything as flat as possible. Well, they, 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 um, they did heat rails. They did, but you have they to keep them equidistant yeah. on each side so that yes. you don't tip over. Mm -hmm. So there was a bunch of cool shit that I read about it, but Flagler was amazing. He came up well, with the, 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 they, they, the, the concrete they used um, that would cure in salt water was amazing. And there's still, if you do come down to Keys and you um, drive down and you get down to um, uh, near Marathon, you'll start seeing 
the remnants of the uh, Flagler Railroad, and yeah. and, and it, it's uh, amazing. It's still standing. You'll um, see the remnants of it um, as soon as. And it would have been. It probably would have been intact if, if it was in use because they could have kept on repairing it and stuff like that. They could have. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all of all. Of I don't the, know. I, I'm not. Wait, I guess I shouldn't speculate that way. All of the bulkheads are still in place. Yeah. So when they develop, when 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 it's funny they said to the nature of it when we start talking about key key the difference between uh, Key Largo and Key West. All the way to key West. When it started up here, there was just a little post office up here. Yes. There was just a small fishing village. Small. Very when I small. say small, yes. it was probably less than 200 people, maybe. Yeah, and in order just to get to Key Largo from the mainland, there, um, it, there that was also a very big feat because now we have the 18-mile stretch. Yes. So you have to think about how far 18 miles was when you had horse and buggy. Yeah. And you couldn't pass through at certain times of year, and you couldn't pass through areas at high tide. Mm. And it was basically marsh. They couldn't build up. They couldn't build up the roadway or anything right. like that. You didn't. They have that engineering capability. So, so you have this theory. small fishing fishing village, and for some reason, uh, Key West developed right down there without, which was kind of amazing because there's very little fresh water, and they work off a cistern system they down do. in Key West. They did. And if you go to the Just big hotel, that really nice hotel down there, old hotel, southernmost, right? No, the older one, the one that's um, God, it's super big. Not the southernmost. It's an old oh, one. We're talking about the one that's on Roosevelt on the other side. No, 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 no. It's right down there. There's ones called oh, Christ. The brain fart in that stuff. But <laughs> it was 40s, but right under it was built, developed in 30s and 40s. But right underneath it, there's a big cistern. They have fish in there and stuff like that. It's really pretty amazing. You look down. You look down underneath it, and they got these huge pools behind there, huge swimming pools and. Uh, Abby and I stayed at the sister hotel called the. I forget the name of that too. See, God I damn it! Old. You said, nah, we'll we don't need it. We'll wing it on that. <laughs> we'll wing it because the difference between the, the, the uh, Key West had a much more cosmopolitan vibe years before. You know the rest why. of it was the rest of the Keys was desolate. They had um, you had uh, Key Largo, a small. Uh, village and then Almorada, I think Ta- Tavernier probably had Well, Almorada actually the definition means the village of islands. Yeah. Yes. And Almorada had uh, settlements there and then Marathon, Indian Key as you go down was the one place Indian? It's the first, it's the only place where Native Americans used artillery on U.S. forces. Yeah, they took them out. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty good. They, they, I mean, that talk about if I, you know what, if I was a, if I was an Indian, if I was a, if I was a Native American, and these people come to take my land, it's just like, God damn it, take those, get those guns, we'll fire back at them. Right. Instead of like trying to fire arrow, arrows at them, well, that's the first thing you have to do, right? They pretty much took them all out. There wasn't very many survivors on Indian Key after that. Yeah. Well, I mean. But, but now they're doing a walking tour. Did you know that? pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You can do like a walking app tour and then walk around and show you. Well, I mean, it's, that's the nature of it. Almost any, they there was no, the there was no native, Amer- there? there's no native American settlement that withheld against the incursions of, um, white settlers. There's not, the, well, the, I mean, withhold. if you name one, it'd be the first one. It would be the first one I know about. Right. Yeah. I mean, here, in, tried, in North America. Didn't. And I'm, I'm not saying it's kudos for the white settlers. Oh, I'm just saying. Well, 
and and as I said, psychologically wise, whenever any group gets the upper hand, it would definitely tend to dominate another one. That's just what they did. That's just what they did. Those were the Seminole Indians. No, I I thought they were Calusa. The same thing? I believe those were the Seminole Indians. I think they got grouped differently and they started calling different. Well, they, they may have since then because you also have... Because they were rather segmented. What happens when, when they get separated by islands and things like that? They develop different traditions. And that like the, the Seminoles that wouldn't come down here sometimes. Or the, I, 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 I thought they were the Calusa. I, I thought they were the Calusa. I thought the attack was by the Seminoles. I'll have to look it up. But okay. Calusa I remember in Revenge of the Nerds 2, the Seminoles. In Revenge of the Nerds 2, remember that? You never saw? <laughs> is that way before your time, too? No, I just yeah. Remember that when they did they, the fraternity came up with their own Indian thing and they got the trilams into oh, a, a pickle because no. they decided to be Indians somehow. I don't know. I don't. Well, the, the the bullies. Oh, okay. The bullies set up a thing where they were trying to intimidate them. I, I think they did a Seminole thing, but it was on the mainland now. I believe the Seminoles and the Calusa were both technically part of the Miccosukee, but because of the areas that they chose to settle yeah. and the distance and how you know how much time yeah. people developed different. We, but I believe that's kind of how that is. But I would, I would, I would definitely like to establish at one point if there was a, you know, like what group was here. Right. But I want to get back on to this thing because we got about eight minutes left. I well, think we'll make it part one and two about, about, the about the changing nature when you go down the from the keys. So modern day. So modern day, right? Well, no, that's not that segue. Let's start in the beginning and then we can always bring it in and we can segue into the next episode. Okay. Um, about, okay, so Flagler, uh, the railroad started. They went down the east coast of Florida. Yes. And down to Miami. And Miami grew directly from the railhead that Flagler's uh, to, to building the Key West Absolutely. one. And it was supposed to Key West, the goal was to make Key West the uh, number one trading point in the uh, United States for South America. Do you know why? Because on the, on no. the coast of Key West, yeah. right? So three miles outside of Key West, yeah. before you hit the dry Tortugas. Yeah. Which is actually closer, right? Like if it was 70 miles, yeah. 90 miles, 70 miles from Key West. Yeah. That is where the Florida Straits run through. So you get back to deep water travel, harbor, tides, and it hauls those boats through there like super fast. So anybody coming from South America, anybody, Europeans, all those boats, their end goal, their goal was to follow the Keys down, yeah. get to Key West, and hit the Florida Straits to come up into the bay. That's where the Florida Straits still run. That's where the active water still runs. So it's all deep. Oh, all I, I, from what I understand, so that that may be the shipping. Point. Actually, uh, um, it's a stopping point, shipping point, and you can continue on. What's that? What's that current called? The Gulf. The Gulf, the Stream. Gulf Stream. The Gulf Stream um, has. The, the, we'll get into discussion some other time that yeah. the Gulf, the nature of the Gulf Stream has changed recently because of uh, changing temperatures and uh, the. Uh, freshwater uh, composition intrusion In, intrusion yeah. into it yeah. uh, so Key West as a part of the Keys if you see um, advertisements you'll see uh, 
the Florida Keys and Key West, or is it Key West and the Florida no, Keys? No, they usually say the Florida Keys and Key West. Okay, because Key West is the jewel in the crown. I understand that. I understand. I'm not. Right. Hey, for, it's the biggest for, city. For it's trade, a, absolutely. And for trade for and the amount then, of people that come there, they have an airport there and all that they stuff. They do, they do. They and, uh, yeah, like, if in present, um, but but if you go down there, uh, we're almost finished up. We're not I even getting, we're just kind of in the beginning. We just kicked it. Well, we'll, we'll save it for the second half of the next show. We're going to have second to. Second show, and we'll, we'll have to open do up. three shows today, Jim. We have a lot to talk about. Okay, you're right. Okay, so. And if we flew through this one this quick, we'll probably flew through Okay, yeah, anyway, it is 40 so, minutes in it. this is all, like, us being nerds. Okay, so go into the beginning of it. So, <laughs> your Key Largo, uh, you, um, seminal events, we had the Labor Day hurricane where, I mean, 3,000 people died? Yes, well, and uh, many, many, many of them. It's, almost, it's the only one, it was superseded by uh, 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 Katrina, obviously. But the Galveston hurricane, it was... Uh, Maybe a little before that. It was nineteen. It, it was in, in the teens. I, the Galveston hurricane was huge. I believe after nineteen thirty-five Labor Day hurricane, they started actually giving them names. Yeah, I mean, but imagine. I uh, from what I heard about the, let's say the Galveston hurricane and stuff like that. We pre-satellites, obviously thirty-five. Right. The Nazis weren't even sending us rockets <laughs> up and stuff like that. Not yet. The Russians sent Sputnik up in nineteen fifty-six, maybe or something like right. that. Uh, 57, and um, we had uh, when a hurricane or a disturbance would occur, they had to solely depend on the change in the barometer. Temperature, birds, yeah, fish, and barometer. Yeah, and they had very limited. Uh, can it, can I grab one of these? Mm -hmm. This is good. Right. Yes. So. Imagine this nowadays, where you can't, you can't see what's coming up, and that all of a sudden there. Uh, I think the fish is over. Oh, you got one. In, oh, you got a bottle opener over there. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you see, oh, someone has a bottle opener mounted on their. Uh, my friend David gave me that for my birthday or Christmas or something a few years. That's ago. That's a thoughtful gift. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I a gave bottle so, opener yeah. mounted to the side of the tiki pole. And it actually has a little catch basin for all the, the caps yeah. that you drop. But I always drop yeah. them on the ground and pick them up anyway. But I imagine the keys aren't any different than someplace in the mountains when it comes to hur uh, hurricanes or oh, or blizzards right. or the fuck tornadoes. Yeah. Oh. Tornadoes. So, well, I mean, poor. There's been 500. Oh, no, now as of now, maybe a thousand her, uh, uh, tornadoes. tornadoes. And, uh, They're just so unpredictable. I mean, you can tell. No, but there was it was the most active tornado so far for the amount of time, unless it drops significantly. Right. The flooding and the tornadoes have been very active. Uh, I will I, I will not debate because we're not the venue for that for science. Can and you something. smell rain before it comes? Can you? I can smell a tornado. I can smell an unclean woman. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, well, no. Because I'm from the Midwest. So, like, you can tell. You look at the sky. You look at the tops of the trees. If everything stops moving, the uh, I used to be able to. I used to be able to uh, for rain. But down here, like today, if you notice, the clouds would start rolling in and the humidity rise and it starts spritzing a little. Yep. Nothing comes out. It's, um, uh, the weird thing about the Keys is that you can see a whole, we mentioned on other whole line, especially in the northern part of the Keys. Where you look over the Everglades and there could be a whole line of dark clouds. 
and they don't make it down here. Well, you know why? Because of the water. The water cause cre creates uh, uh, the lack of the heat it's sink. It's the lack of land. Yeah, the lack of the is. heat sink. It's the lack Where of the land. land. The land creates... Like, if you ever... So, think about next time you're ever on an airplane, and you're flying over the ocean, and you're coming into San Diego, and then all of a sudden you see clouds all over San Diego... Or next time you come into the Keys, you'll see that all of a sudden there's clouds when you come yep. over or when you fly into Miami. As soon as you get to the coastline, you'll start to see clouds. The clouds will hover over land. Yeah. And we have so little land that they tend to just kind of break up and fly around real quick. So if we get little storms, or like we'll get sun showers. Yeah. We get a little shower, and then it's done in five minutes. When it's a big system, though. Well, yeah, then we're... When it's a big system, that's when you see it on the ocean and stuff like that. It's usually a big storm coming through. Well, of You can't do anything about yeah. it. But, yes, that's what ha but actually happening. It forms over land. See, I should get my friend Katie. She's a meteorologist. She, she is? Yeah. You know what the shame, shame about it's being a meteorologist? She wouldn't be able to stand there and just, like, point things out. Like, over here, coming from the west, we have this and so-and-so. <laughs> and so. and uh, how is she built? What's that? Uh well, because he's a meteorologist, don't she's they? She's a very tall girl. She's beautiful, though. Absolutely gorgeous. Okay. She, well, of course, listen to me. You have to bring I'm, her on. I'm 4'11". Well, she lives in Minneapolis. I'll have to fly bring her down. Bring her down. <laughs> bring, bring her down, Jen. Bring okay, down. well, we're at 45 minutes. We we're gonna, 45 we're minutes. Gonna, we're going to end this uh, episode. I think it was a, a good one. Uh, once again... Uh, leave reviews. We don't. We're not going to spend a lot of time on that. But leave reviews on whatever venue or or source Medium. source you're listening to us. Uh, whoever's listening in Monroe, uh, Ron, Monroeville, Pennsylvania, thank you. Uh, we have uh, uh, that's Western Pennsylvania. Well, but Monroeville, that's like us. We're in Monroe. They're Monroeville. Yeah, Monroeville. Monroe I think County. maybe Monroe County. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Well, uh, say goodbye, Jenna. Goodbye, Jenna. This is Jim, the Keys bartender. We're going to be signing off. I'm going to put on the music right now.